So what we're focusing on now is what we're calling group challenges. So we're building a community where we host every single one of our challenges in. So if someone has purchased one of our challenges, they'll then get access to every other single challenge for free. So it's a lifetime offer. Now, apart from that being an amazing offer on the front end, it allows someone that may have got interrupted, distracted during the last challenge to still see our content. Mm. Now, within that community as well, we strategic, strategically have um, like content that goes out, that posts for engagement, etc., and like mini offers. Because just because someone is the buyer right now doesn't mean they won't be a buyer later on down the line. Welcome back to another week of Talking with Experts podcast. I am your host, Chris Cowden, and this week I get to talk with Lawrence Gunter about group challenges and growing a community online. Lawrence shares a strategy that helps his clients earn $1 million in sales a month and shares the exact steps with you that you can start using today. Thank you so much, Lawrence, for joining me on Talking with Experts today. I know you are a very, very uh, accomplished entrepreneur. You've You've worked with some very successful people, uh, including Grant Cardone. But what I'm excited about today is learning more about you and your expertise in in group challenges, yep. masterclasses. So, yeah. Well, thank you for joining me. And yeah, tell me a little bit yeah. about yourself. Yeah, appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Uh, gonna be awesome. But um, yeah, give you like a quick uh, breakdown as me. Probably like most uh, digital marketers and entrepreneurs, I never ever intended to go into the marketing space. In fact, the only reason that I did it is because I was building my own companies at the time, very, very small. Originally I started off in, um, in the fitness space as a, a personal trainer, which was great at the time. Even if you're good at your craft, it doesn't take you as far as you think it will. So. There'll be a lot of people in the industry, no matter what industry, no matter what niche you're in. Chances are some of them are better than you, but you'll see people um, surpass them with their growth in their business just because they're better, better marketers. So very, very long time ago, nearly 12, no, longer now, nearly 13 years ago now, is once I originally started my first business. And I quickly realized that marketing, unless you could market your business, then you was pretty much dead and walked it. So it gave me like a super, like a spiral or a pivot, if you will, into the marketing space. What I then found is I was actually more interested in the marketing and actually running the business. What, what a lot of people, um, and what I, I used to get really caught up in this as well. I think there's really two types of entrepreneurs. There's business owners, and then there is the entrepreneur. Now, the entrepreneur for me is those who have that creative mindset. They're always thinking a million miles an hour about these so many different uh, things going on. Mm-hmm. And they're good at starting and growing companies, but they're not necessarily the right person to run a company. And that's 100% me. So originally, it used to, it used to pain me, it used to annoy me a little bit that I, I could get a company so far, but once and I could market it, but once I actually try to grow it, it would just basically fall apart. Mm. But then I realized that my zone of genius, if you will, was the marketing side of the business. And then by implementing people uh, within the company and actually run the business, it's seen the growth of all my companies just take off from there. So that's like a quick 
overview of how I actually got started in the marketing space. And then through a lot and a lot of trial and error, um, we come on to challenges, which is what we're 100% all in on right now. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a, and I'm sure you've had many, many ups and downs and you've, and how did it, I know you said you, was it a gym owner? Did you have? Yeah, a- I, so yeah, fitness uh, coach originally. I, do, I still own a physical gym in the UK uh, right now as well. It's actually the biggest one in our area. So I've got uh, a whole host of different businesses there. Well, congratulations. Uh, this is, I, I, I don't, I, I'm inspired by you. I don't want to go the fitness route and the, but I do want to go the digital marketing route. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have to invest a lot of money to get into the coaching space and the um, building the, or how did you go? How did the journey start for you? Yeah. So I'll give you like a quick brief overview of how it was like a life changing experience that actually put me fully into the coaching sort of space and actually becoming a hiring mentor. So as I said, I run uh, coaching businesses for, many years before in the fitness space, I had uh, physical location businesses, multiple, some that worked, some that didn't. Mm-hmm. And basically, I was working so much as an entrepreneur. This is one of the things that I think all entrepreneurs need to understand is like you need to grind more, you need to work harder, work longer. Yes, to a certain degree, but I literally burnt myself out so much that I hospitalized myself and I was in hospital for nearly a month. Um, and it had like life-changing effects from there on. So once I actually come out of hospital, and I obviously still loved business, still loved entrepreneurship, but I knew I can do it on my own. So mm. that's when I actually hired my first uh, business coach, which was Craig Ballantyne. Um, I don't know if you're aware of Craig, great guy. Um, and literally everything changed from there. After like six months working with Craig, I literally doubled my income, even though I was in business like seven years prior to this just some like super simple tweaks. And like that's that's the power of actually investing in mentors. Now, from there on, I've had multiple different mentors. I'm part of some very high level masterminds. Um, And I personally spent over a hundred thousand British pounds in mentors and mastermind. And I can say without a doubt, it's been the biggest ROI um, that I could ever imagine. You, You basically, you get the ultimate fast track. So, no matter how good you are, no matter how talented you are, I guarantee you're going to come up to something, some point that's going to be a roadblock and you ain't going to get past it. But if you have mentors, they can steer you on that path. I'm not saying you'll 100% avoid all the obstacles in a long way because you won't. Yeah. But once you actually reach that point, that sticking point, they're there to actually show you around it. So like, if anyone takes anything out of this podcast, like find someone that's been there and done exactly what you want to do and where you want to go. Yeah. Now, I, I guarantee it is, and it, there's, a, there's a lot of bad like stick with like the coaching industry and like you see all the time, it's scams, a fraud, but, and you do have to be sure to your gut, like this person is the right person for you. There's so many people in the industry doing it. So take your time, research that person. But I think mentors without it, I definitely wouldn't have got to where I am right now, 100% not. Mm-hmm. So I have a mentor, but he's also a business partner. He's someone we're going yep. out into a venture together. So he's maybe three or four years ahead of me. And that's 
and that's okay because he knows Facebook ads. He knows the back end stuff. I'm the he yeah. wants me to be the face of this new brand. So yeah, but I. Luckily, I started a podcast and everybody who's on the podcast as a guest is a mentor of mine. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. so I, I do want to go more in. I know people call you the funnel king and you've invested a lot of money into training for Facebook ads. And I'm sure there's a lot of coaches out there that want to grow or scale their business using yeah. Facebook ads and funnels. So what would be the first step to create in maybe like funnel creation, choosing the right funnel for the right job. Or... Yeah, so like if you follow anyone like Russell, if you're like familiar with uh, Russell and ClickFunnels, you'll know there's a million and one different funnels that you can do. And I'm not gonna say that that they don't work because they all have specific, specific um, like places that you can actually implement them in your business. But for us, we have found nothing that works better than challenge funnels. So basically a challenge funnel, you've probably seen them popping up all over the internet, masterclasses, bootcamp, wherever it may be, whatever you want to call it. But all that really means is you're getting your ideal customers into your world who may, may have never known you before, may have never seen your content or was currently on the edge, like basically looking in and you deliver a short, intensive um, burst of content. Mm -hmm. So again, for, for us specifically, we teach people how to actually build and launch group challenges. So with over those three to five days, depending on what model we actually use, we will try and provide some quick wins for them. Now, if anyone's tried to build um, a challenge funnel before and they've done well getting people actually into their Facebook group and into the community, and then they go on to teaching, and by the time they actually come to promote their backend products and services, there's basically crickets and no one uh, takes the product. There's a couple of reasons why this normally happens. Now, one of the main reasons is because you've overwhelmed your audience. Mm. So a lot of people think that they just need to give more and more and more. And th there's time for that. And I'm not saying hold back from your audience, like that secret piece. I'm one, uh, I truly believe in like be fully transparent if your audience has questions, get them answered for them. But if you overwhelm them, all they do is they don't take action. And by the time, say, you've got a coaching program, we specifically work with um, coaches and course creators on the back end. Mm -hmm. If you launch a coaching program and you've just blown their mind, they've just got so much going on, there's no reason for them. Yeah, exactly. There's no reason for them to go further because they're trying to piece all this together. And mo most of the time, is you've just firehosed them with so much that they don't even know how to piece it together, so they just don't even bother at all. Now, that's one of the main reasons. The other reason uh, why we see challenges um, not perform as well as they should do is you're not providing micro wins. Now, this is something super, super basic. So say if I wanted to teach you how to build um, an online group challenge now, and you didn't have a Facebook group already created, mm -hmm. and I told you to go out, create your Facebook group, even something as simple as that, that's a quick win for you because you already didn't have it done. Yes. Now you need to try and think no matter what industry you're in. Again, if it, if it was you and you was doing um, a challenge teaching people how to build a podcast, it could be um, setting up the Zoom account, something that's super, super simple, but takes them from A to B. Because even something as basic that, they can see that they're making momentum in their progress where they actually want to go.
So once you actually come to the time of pitching your back-end product and services, it makes logical step for them to take it because they've already seen that you've got them that quick win, that quick momentum. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It might not be a monetary win, but it's it's one step, 100%. In, the right, one step in the right yeah. direction. Exactly, exactly. That, that's, that's what it's all about. Like, again, going like internet beers and like running businesses, <clears throat> a lot of us get caught up in like being perfectionists. I was always such a perfectionist. I would take so long, like build a funnel or build a business or whatever this really super complicated marketing plan. And because it could never be perfect, it would never get launched. Yeah. So don't worry about being perfect. Just worry about getting the momentum, the small micro steps, and they'll compound on top of each other. Now, I don't view the word Kaizen, um, which basically means if you're basically stacking small uh, wins on top of each other, eventually you're going to get a big win. And I think that's that's really important for like any entrepreneur, any business owner, because we always look at the end goal mm-hmm. and it can be easy for that to overwhelm you. But say you want to launch a course and you're thinking, I need to film like 50 videos, I need to write the scripts. Just think about the first one. Just yes. write the first script of the video, film that first video. And once you get the one, you get that consistency going. From there on, it's, it gets easy. I can agree with you, but especially with the podcast and trying to interview 52 experts in three months time, after doing the first seven or eight, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm an imposter here. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I can, I can cancel this event. I can reschedule this event, you know, make yeah. excuses and, and, and then stop. And I'm sure there's a lot of coaches that get to a certain stage and then go, no, I, I want to invest in Facebook ads, but I know it's going to cost me a lot of money. And there's, there's a barrier of risk. How would somebody overcome that? What's your advice? Mm. So like two things I want to touch on there where you spoke about imposter syndrome. Um, that's something that I think every single one of us goes to, no matter what stage they're at. Maybe at the, the very, very elite level, you've surpassed that. Um, but I've definitely been there and I've done exactly the same thing. I like host something like cancel or make an excuse and do this, do that. Um, but you have to realize that every single person, no matter where they're at, they literally start at the same place as you. Mm-hmm. So it's completely irrelevant. Uh, like pivoting on like Facebook ads and running traffic, it is an absolute minefield. Don't get me wrong. Things always change it. What you need uh, to understand with Facebook is, and if you've ever run an ad, and if anyone's watching this has ever run an ad, I guarantee you've blown uh, some money to see no ROI on it. I've done it so many times, um, but you don't necessarily like lose money, you're buying data. So mm. you've just bought data to see what doesn't work. And if you can even stack them up over time, you'll know like um, you'll have like a sequence of what works and what doesn't. Mm. It, like Facebook is is one of my favorite uh, advertising platforms to use. We somebody advertise on uh, Facebook with paid media over organic, but it can be very very tricky and it can be frustrating. Now, what uh, we like to do, and not to go too deep into um, actually structure Facebook ads, is everyone is pushing out their ads to basically buy something or buy a product, which is great. But what we all got to remember is 
Facebook is a social platform. So everyone is going on there to interact with their friends, interact with their family. No one is waking up in the morning with a credit card in hand, going on the platform thinking, I'm going to buy something today. But that's basically what we're all trying to do with like interrupting people through the pattern of what they're doing. And if you're a smart marketer, then it works. Where it doesn't work and where most people um, basically hit those roadblocks and start wasting loads of money and think their product's not good, their service is not good, that's not correct. It's just you need to get in front of your audience more frequently. So positioning strategically um, video content, we call it a, a Facebook video pyramid, basically, where if someone watches X amount of a certain video, mm-hmm. we'll send them to another row of videos. Now, what that allows us to do is, first of all, because the campaign that we actually run, it allows us to get cheaper uh, views on and get cheaper views in front of our audiences. And then as we ascend them down, we know they're interested because they watched X amount of first video. Mm. Now, where they was at the top of funnel, we've now ascend them to the middle. So now we'll show them another two to three videos, more content, increasingly warming them up. If they watch X amount of this, then we can go on to show them our offers. We know they're interested. Yeah. And it'll be cheaper to get someone from the top all the way through your video content to an offer at the bottom than simply going out to cold traffic and saying, buy my stuff, basically. Yeah. Now, once you have your offers dialed in, for instance, we have um, a challenge that runs for our clients hitting, uh, is they're hitting roughly around a million dollars a month at the moment. Now, on that ad spend, they're willing to spend $150 to acquire a $50 purchase on the front. So in theory, you're losing $100 for every single person that comes into this challenge. Yeah. But because we've dialed in over nearly a year now, we know from if we have X amount in on the front end, we can generate this on the back end. So in that like crazy scenario there where we spend roughly like 100, 150K on ad spend, it generates close to a million on the back end, which is definitely not normal. Um, I'm not going to say everyone else would do it, but the first time we run that challenge, it actually generated less than 100K. Um, I spent, think we spent around 10, 15K on ad spend. Um, once you actually start getting in front of your audience more and more, you basically have a pool of audience that's engaged with your content. Yep. They start to know, like, and trust you. And they're the easiest people to sell your products and services to and actually help. So if you've like launched anything before um, to like organic audience, whether that be your Instagram or your Facebook, and you start getting buyers from the start, you think, oh, everything's going great, then it dies off. Is because those people was there, they've been around for a while. So they've been seeing your content over months and over years. So once you actually come position your offer to them, it makes logical sense to take it. Instead of actually just thinking, let's go out to complete strangers that don't know us and ask them to buy our stuff. To think about it in like another scenario, it'd be like going um, out on a first date and asking someone to marry you. It's never gonna happen. It takes time and it's like an indoctrination sequence in that. So it's, it's Facebook is super, super powerful. And the platform is amazing of what you can actually do with it. Um, by no means it's not the only platform to um, get traffic, especially for challenges. YouTube seems to be uh, something with a lot of potential in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a, a quick 
overview of Facebook deal. <laughs> so, but the most important thing that I got from that is building an audience and then an engagement, finding engagement and then uh, all through videos. Yeah, video content is super powerful. It, there was a stat um, I read just recently, 85% of all content consumed this year is going to be in video format. Yeah. Meaning if you're not putting videos in front of your audience, audience whether it be podcasts like this, um, Instagram stories, IG lives, um, you are going to get left in the dust. It's super, super powerful. You definitely need to do it no matter what industry. And definitely if you're some form of expert, whether that be a business coach, um, a yoga coach, whatever it may be. People want to see you. It makes them, it builds that that trust quicker than anything else. And that's why one of the reasons challenges actually work because you get people into your world, you deliver amazing content, but they can actually interact live with you. So it's super, super powerful. And you, you can... You can interact live, you just said that, but get instant feedback and you're collecting data again for the next challenge. Exactly. That is, again, one of the most overlooked aspects of running uh, a challenge and actually building a good offer. So we have run many challenges that our clients wasn't 100% sure what they was actually going to live on the back end. Now, we knew it was going to be some form of coaching program. There's already coaches in the industry, but we didn't have the offer dialed in. So what we will strategically do over the week, if that's five-day challenge, three-day, whatever it may be, is we'll basically poll our audiences and ask them as they're going on, what's their biggest roadblocks right now? What would be a major win for them if we could implement that for them? So they'll basically give us data and data and data. For us, what we've seen most of the time once we run our challenges, everyone comes back with, I've no idea, I'm amazing the coach, but I've no idea how to get uh, my ads dialed in to get enough people into my world. Mm. So once we actually started building our product service out, we'd add an additional um, basic ad masterclass, ad training on the back end, which only seen our products um, skyrocket. Now I've done it personally on with a very small group, less than 50 people in a, a micro challenge where I was testing an offer that was not created at all, nothing, not a single slide, not a single video. And I basically, over the week, done exactly that, got their feedback, and by the end of the challenge, I basically built out this offer of what I was gonna give to them. Mm -hmm. And we generated roughly around $35,000 from less than 50 people from an offer that wasn't created. So we pre-sold our offer, mm. but the most powerful thing of that it saved me months of years and trying to actually build something out, which may have seemed great to me, but no one may have actually wanted. So we basically pre-sold our offer, um, giving it proof before we wasted a ton of time and money. Yeah, and, and uh, there's a lot of people out there that say, uh, don't create anything before you've sold it. Or at 100%. least, or at least 100%. they've invested. Yeah, they've invested. Yeah, even if... Yeah, even if you have an offer created right now, that running like a group challenge is still the perfect way to get continuous feedback because things are always changing. So what worked back last year might not work necessarily now in terms of your offer or it may start getting a little bit stagnant or there might be a certain aspect that your audience wants to bolt on now. Maybe like TikTok, they want to learn how to market on TikTok and you can bolt that on. There's a million different things you can do but it's also like the perfect way to build your um, irresistible offer if you're 
completely start from scratch and launching or wrap an offer dialed in, you just want to improve it as well. So I know you said some things that might not be working, you know, a few weeks. What's, what's working right now for you? That so, so for us right now, what we've seen is, so take, I'll take you back roughly around about a year. Once all the pandemic started and everything mm -hmm. was complete lockdown, everyone was inside. So we had full attention consistently. No one could really do anything, which was great. So we was running five-day challenges. Now, five-day challenges still work. We're still building them. But we're also seeing a lot of success with shorter intensive challenges, two to three days, um, sometimes longer duration than an hour per day, where you can basically get your audience to commit to that shorter time frame, still deliver um, extreme value to them, but it doesn't require them to block off five days of their schedule. Now, even for an hour a day, it's still quite a lot of time commitment for someone to do. Now, life gets in the way. You may have full intention to show up for every single five days and something happens. So we, we generally tend to see a slow decline um, for every single day that a challenge actually run. Mm -hmm. Now, another major, major, major fault that I see people doing with challenges right now is they will run a challenge and I've seen challenges that has 10,000, 100,000, a couple of thousand, a couple of hundred, whatever. Um, but once they actually finish that challenge, anyone that didn't buy, they basically say buy and mm. archive the group and they're gone. Now, even though they may have generated their email address and their, um, their SMS, they're still pushing them to the side. So what we're focusing on now is what we're calling group challenges. So we're building a community where we host every single one of our challenges in. So if someone has purchased one of our challenges, they'll then get access to every other single challenge for free. So it's a lifetime offer. Now, apart from that being an amazing offer on the front end, it allows someone that may have got interrupted, distracted during the last challenge to still see our content. Mm, now, yeah. within that community as well, we strategic, strategically have um, like content that goes out and posts for engagement, et cetera, and like mini offers. Because just because someone is the buyer right now doesn't mean they won't be a buyer later on down the line. Now, I'll give you something a super cool um, thing that happened to me, actually. So I was on uh, an email list, like many of us are, on many, many email lists, um, to someone called Nicholas Kuzmich. Now, Nick is one of the leading Facebook ads experts in the world. We're actually literally in the middle of a launch for Nick for his challenge right now. But I was reading Nick's content for around like two years and I never bought a single thing from him. Now, one day through that email, there come um, an offer. I think it was like $47. First thing I purchased from there, it was like a mini training. Now, it was so good that the week after, I bought into Nick's membership group, which was around about $250 a month. Now, from that quick ascension inside that group, I heard a mastermind. It's got a long story short, I joined the mastermind, and in the space of a week spent $25,000. Now, this is the whole point of where people's going wrong in the challenges by letting people go. Because mm -hmm. 
I was there for two years seeing that content that's being put out. And as soon as I made that buying decision, I went from $47 to $25 in a matter of a week. So don't get too caught up if you like launch something and it doesn't work right now. They've seen your content. You've done what you need to do. Now you just need to go back and perfect what you're actually offering. And sometimes the offer is incredible. You couldn't think of anything better to possibly do. But maybe the person was in the right financial position to actually take you up on that product and service at the time. So like, don't discard the power of like the longevity and actually having that community built. Super, super powerful. Yeah, uh, it's, everybody's on their buyer's journey and it might, yeah. just, it might take them a little longer to realize that, they, that that offer is for them. Yeah, and yeah. You just said about being consistent with the content. Yeah, it, that's if, super if important. Give, if you give up and you neglect those people that need a little bit of extra guidance, then yes. you, you've missed out on $25,000. Exactly. Whatever. It could exactly. Be. Exactly. And it can be so easy to get caught up when you actually put content out. You think no one's actually looking. Um, but even if people are not actually like engaging, liking your post, commenting on your post, wherever, it's complete vanity metrics. It doesn't even matter. Do not let that get to you whatsoever. I know some people that's running companies that are multi eight figures that have like super, super tiny audiences just because the audience is engaged and they've been consistent with their content. Mm. Now you also have to consider you have like two types of buyers. You've got a slow lane and a fast lane. So People will, when running cold traffic, they'll be ready to like jump in and purchase a $47 product, a $997 product, whatever it may be. But there's going to be some people that's going to need that little more of an indoctrination over time to actually, yeah, give them that trust, continuously deliver um, like small wins for them, asking for nothing in return in the uh, form of your content mm-hmm. until they're actually be ready to take it up for you. So super, super powerful. You just need to stay consistent. Yeah. Uh, and what kind of what kind of content is working for you right now? I know we, we did mention videos uh, because that's yeah. a form of content, but what else is working for you? Sorry. So if you look at my Facebook or my Instagram, you'll see I post very, very rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I used to try to do what like, people say, like, post every single day, post two times a day. And in my opinion, it is somewhat dead. Yes, you still need to be putting stuff in front of your audiences, but I think there's a better way. So like I said, strategically positioning video content in paid video content, definitely in the market space business space is, is paid to play now. Um, but if you're not, things like podcasts are like this, super, super powerful. Um, I do quite a lot of talks here in like masterminds or like private communities. They're super, super powerful. But anything that's really in video form. Now, if you're not um, at the position where you've got that money to actually run on ads or lucky enough to be invited to podcasts like this one, um, I made my first six figures using nothing else but IG stories and a PayPal link. So <laughs> I, had, I had no funnel no website What's even more interesting. So we've worked with some of the, the biggest names um, in the industry for building challenges. 
my agency doesn't even have a website. Super, super powerful. But those people has come through to me from video content inside groups, inside podcasts, and then referred from people that we'd actually worked with. So don't get caught up in like posting every single day on social media platforms. It is it's dying very, very quick. But if you're going to post on anything every day, then personally, I would say do it on IG stories. Because then you're, you're having that video format. You can engage with people. You can use uh, polls to ask people like, I'm thinking about doing this. The answer is yes, no. And basically like DM through chat. That's the, mm. the, the first way I made my first six figures. So super, super powerful. Choose your platform of choice, wherever that may be, but start getting video content out 100%. Yep. And I know, I know you're pushing a lot of people towards your group. Is it essential for coaches, consultants, course creators to have a group, even if it is free yeah. to start? Yeah, yeah. So I had, I was basically the typical marketer and I would build out these like super complex like things. You'd be like a webinar funnel to this, that, and like a, a bot and whatever else going on. And I realized although that was working, I started to get overwhelmed myself. There's so many pieces to this puzzle to think about that it basically starts to not work as effectively once it actually gets the scale. So recently, I have got rid of a lot of that. And now the only entry basically into my world is into my private community. Now, my private community now is $7 for lifetime access. So once you're in, you're in. And you get access to all this content, live trainings every week, all our challenges, et cetera. And it's basically that like community is more important now than ever. I think like once we actually went pandemic, everyone like realized that of how mm -hmm. much they want to be a part of a community. And it, it was the same for me. Like I said, I'm part of some really high level masterminds. And apart from the knowledge that I wanted to learn, I wanted to be surrounded by like-minded individuals so if you can build that community then they're the ones that's gonna likely take your products take your services and you can actually build like a close friendship like some of these people that's come into my challenges i speak to all the time there mm. super super powerful i never ever been able to get connected with before so yeah don't underestimate the power of having a community whether that's a paid group or a free group. I think every single one of us should be doing that right now. Yeah, and I know you you sent me the, the link to join the group and I will be joining now because uh, <laughs> after, I don't know, I didn't think it was for me because I'm like a video marketing consultant and I didn't think coach, but because you've got this access to all these people in the masterminds, that's yeah. and you have a wealth of knowledge as well. It's silly not to, uh, purchase and get inside of that group <laughs> so yeah, anybody, yeah. welcome you in. yeah if anybody else is listening join <laughs> Lawrence's group um, <laughs> so, so what I know you've, you've you've given a lot today and I don't want to take up too much of your time now but if you could give three actionable steps for people to take in their business today to to get those small wins what would you what would, what's your advice yeah so the first thing is Get a Facebook group. Every single one of us can do this today. And if you've already got one, start re-engaging that group. Second, 
is make sure you're putting some form of video content out. Like if that's not from paid media, uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, IG stories, super, super powerful. And thirdly, as basic as it sounds, just stay consistent as possible. I've got disheartened so many times over the years. I've probably quit like a hundred times or more. Um, and I, I know that those periods where I wasn't consistent, if I just stayed the course, I would have been a lot further past where I am now. Because mm. we all got to understand the time is going to pass anyway. Just go all in. And I promise you, I promise you that I, I, I knew that I could do it, but there was something always holding me back that I just didn't think it would happen. And it was just something there. But as soon as you get that first win, whether that be your first sale online, like a $7 sale, your first 5K, 10K, 15K, whatever it may be, then it is off to the races for you. You'll get tunnel vision and it's mm. so, so much easier. Great advice. Thank you very much. And one last question that I usually end on uh, is really, really random. But if you could eat with anybody in the world from any place in the world, who would you meet? Where, where would you be? And what would you cook them? Ooh, random one. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know we briefly touched on this on uh, before we spoke. So I'm going to actually change who I said. So I would eat with um, Caldini, the famous psychologist. Now, if you're in the business space, psychology is everything you need to understand your audience, how they actually think in. So I think he is super, super cool uh, what content he actually puts out. And for the place, uh, I've just moved to Dubai out here. So I love Dubai. And oh, there's so many good places over here. Like I said, I'm not a good cook, really. Um, so I'd have to take him somewhere, but I don't know where that is. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no Welsh food. Or... No. Um, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good answer. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good deal. <laughs> Dubai and listen, talking with a specialist, another expert. So thank you very much. Um, no yeah, it's great. It. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much, mate. Wicked. Thank you, Lawrence, for being an amazing guest on Talking With Experts podcast and for sharing your expertise on Facebook ad strategies, how to grow an audience and becoming an authority online. If you want to get more information on Lawrence, then make sure to look in the show notes down below for more detail. But for now, have a lovely rest of the day and I'll see you next week.